This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. In for the most festive edition of Finsider Radio, you'll hear on this side of the turn of the new year. This is the Jake and Josh Show. I am Jake Mendel, and joining me is Josh House to cover everything related to the Miami Dolphins. You need to know before Saturday's matchup with the Las Vegas Raiders. And Joshua, uh, first of all, I want to wish you a happy holidays. I mean, you do a good job of uh, lighting up uh, our podcast Christmas tree, so so I'd like to thank you for that. Uh, how you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great, man. Uh happy holidays thank you for everything you do for this podcast and thank you to all of our listeners because again without you there is no no us so if you listen to this christmas eve uh merry christmas tomorrow if it's christmas day merry christmas thank you for everything that you do and i think we should all be excited because you know it's been a long time since we're having meaningful football you know this late in the season and we got a primetime game we got flex to primetime i mean it's a new a new year um and i'm excited to see what next year brings the dolphins have certainly turned the page man i i was writing this rundown and i wrote that for back-to-back weeks the dolphins can eliminate teams from the playoffs they did it for the patriots last week uh they have the same shot with oakland and, and, and dude you know we said it a couple times here but it's just been such a a ride with this team i think is a good way to put it uh because i don't think anybody projects this team to make playoffs i mean i remember hearing the most ridiculous takes on Twitter about how this team is going to get better and lose more games. You know, they had five wins last year. They're going to lose more in 2020, but be a better team. Somebody wrap your head around that one because I still can't figure it out. So I, I'm just here I, to embrace this. I don't think I'm here to say that that we predicted playoffs, but but that that take right there is always one that, that, that sticks with me. Yeah, I think that's just Dolphin fans being used to, you know, being this, you know, bottom of the barrel franchise. And you're just trying to set yourself up for these, you know, very low expectations. So anything could happen. But the Dolphins are doing much better than even we expected. Again, you mentioned they can eliminate the Las Vegas Raiders. And part of that, um, you know, a lot of that's going to factor into how this team's health is moving into Saturday's matchup. Um, Everyone is practicing, as you've noted here, on a limited basis, except for Solomon Kinley. Um, that includes Devontae Parker, Jakeem Grant, Mike Gesicki, and potentially Eric Flowers. So, I mean, um, again, these are all playmakers, all guys that if the Dolphins' offense wants to execute on Saturday, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get close to I heard Sunday. That. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to. And, and we need to do a count, too, and see how many times we say Oakland throughout this podcast because I think between Sunday and Oakland, it, it might be a, a long podcast. But we need those playmakers on offense. Um, but again, uh, 
the Dolphins find their way, and it's next man up mentality. But those are just some of the guys. Um, and Miles Gaskin, he's now activated off the COVID-19 list. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about him? Because he was the Dolphins running back one prior to going on that COVID-19 list. It's crazy how, how quickly the season picks up. I mean, you know, we know Miles Gaskin as uh, the featured back in Miami, the guy who is, has done everything for this unit. He's the leading rusher on the team with 477 yards. But he's only played two games since the Week 7 bye. And writing that, I had to uh, I had to do a little double take when I saw that. I mean, uh, he did play against Cincinnati a few weeks back before being placed on the, the COVID list. Uh, he had a fumble in that game, but it was his best overall game where he had 141 total yards, uh, 90 of that on the ground, another 50 receiving. And, you know, what I'm trying to say is Miles My- Gaskin, he is incredibly consistent, but but they really lack those big games. So, so Josh, I'd like to talk to you about this uh, for a minute. Who would you prefer as the featured back? Because I, I think we can say that the the Miami Dolphins really do prefer to have one guy do a lot of the heavy lifting. Yes, Matt Breida had 80 yards last week, and he made some great plays. But I think in terms of snap count, the Dolphins like to have a guy flirting with 70 80% and be a featured part of that offense. Uh, with that in mind, would you rather have Savon Ahmed as the main guy or Miles Gaskin? Obviously, you cannot say timeshare because that is a very safe hit. Yeah, man. I mean, this is a great topic. And I mean, it's funny because I was writing an article for Pro Football Network on Salvin Ahmed's, you know, fantasy value. And as I'm writing this, I'm starting to see Miles Gaskins activate and starting to make you wonder who is going to be the Dolphins, you know, featured back moving forward. I think what we noticed is the Dolphins, if those guys aren't healthy, they're not going to force them out there. And how do you take the ball Salvin Ahmed's hands after that 122 yard performance last week? So, I mean, it's a coin flip for me. I think both these guys, again, they're young. They have a very similar skill set. You know, they're explosive. They have good vision and they're decisive. And that's just something that um, seems to work in this offense. So for me, oh man, I guess I'll go with Salvin Ahmed because I believe he's 21 years old. You know, he's an undrafted free agent rookie this year. So he's a little bit younger, but I think both these guys have a long-term, you know, role as a complimentary back to, again, whoever the Dolphins bring in. So um, that that's my answer. I go Salvin Ahmed, but I think both these guys, you know, do have a future here in Miami. I mean, I think this is maybe the most interesting development, and I never thought we'd see that at the uh, a running back position when the season began because uh, I, I like to think Ahmed has a little bit of a higher ceiling. I think his speed is on another level. He really can break out uh, big plays. I, I also want to note that I'm using Salvan Ahmed as, as the guy who earned his fin last week with his 122 yards on the ground. Um, he needs to work on the passing game. I, I think that's obvious not only as a pass blocker but, but as a, a pass catcher I think those are very uh important things he can work on and you run into a train wreck here because the the way I think I'd want Salvan Ahmed to be the main guy I think Miles Gaskin is a wonderful wonderful like third down back someone who can do a little bit of everything but then that leaves kind of Matt Breida out in the dust and he's coming off arguably his best performance as a as a Miami Dolphin so Josh I mean it is a I guess it's a good problem to have with this unit yeah, and you can forget, like you said, Matt Breida, and we've been talking about it since the very first podcast. You know, feed this guy more. We like the trade. You know, we thought he could bring potential, and he had the ability to make plays not only in the run game but the passing game as well. And we finally saw it, 12 carries, 86 yards. So he's definitely going to have a say this week against the Vegas Raiders. But um, it's just crazy, like you said, because at one point we didn't know who the running back was. And at this point we're sitting here saying, all right, well, this guy's deserving of more touches than this guy. So it's it's slowly coming together. And, you know, they need this as they push towards the playoffs. You're 100% right. And, Josh, the Dolphins currently are 9-5. and five. Two wins guarantee them a spot in the playoffs. Which is cool to think about, especially when you kind of put into perspective all the rookies, all the first-year guys that are really, you know, having a big impact on this game. Uh, if the Dolphins lose a game, or if the Ravens lose a game, excuse me, so can the Dolphins. Um, 
And Josh, I know this isn't, you know, quote unquote smart, but I think I'd be pretty excited for a, a meaningful week 17 matchup between the, the Bills and Dolphins at full strength. Some people are hoping that the Bills don't play all their players. And, and you know, that's probably the right thing. You'd rather just worry about the playoffs. Uh, but but I, I guess I'm not really thinking like that. I mean, I'd rather, you know, beat the best. I don't want to take any shortcuts. But again, it's looking like if the Dolphins get that seventh seed, it's going to be the Bills in the first round uh, in Buffalo. Yeah, so back-to-back weeks against the Bills. I mean, uh, we're, we're ready, I guess. We're ready as we'll ever be. And you heard someone say yesterday, if there's anybody that can um, kind of push the, the Chiefs in the AFC, they think it could be the Buffalo Bills. So we'll see the way it plays out. But that's two very important games, and none of that matters if they can't take care of the Las Vegas Raiders. And before we get into the game, before we get into our three keys, let's take a moment to hear from our ads, and then we'll jump in this weekend's primetime matchup between the Las Vegas Raiders and the Miami Dolphins. This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys! It's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Saturday night football in prime time. Josh, when this game was announced, the biggest fear, at least for me, was that it would uh, basically kind of be a meaningless game come December 26th. <laughs> and the Raiders did their part sitting at 7-7. They really did a miracle to make the playoffs. Dolphins are still alive and kicking. Uh, they, like, like I mentioned at the top, uh, they had to have a chance to eliminate two teams in back-to-back weeks, and that's definitely the first time I've had the chance to say that. And another first, it's looking like this is going to be the first game between two quarterbacks born in Hawaii. Yeah, it's exciting, and you can hear from Tua Tungvaloa and Marcus Mario just how much it means to the Samoan heritage, to those guys back home in Hawaii. So it's big for that from that perspective. And uh, you, you mentioned it, Las Vegas, they're pretty much eliminated from the playoffs. But a few weeks ago, I mean, they were beating, they were, right they were winning some pretty convincing games. So uh, I don't think we can take them too lightly. Miami are three and a half point favorites. Again, they're on the road. So uh, that speaks volumes. But this is a key matchup. And again, these are the games that if the Dolphins want to prove that they are a playoff contender, you know, they're sitting here nice nine and five. You got to go out there and you got to handle the Raiders, you know, it despite all the hurdles that may stand in their way, you got to go out there and you got to win this game and make that game. Like we mentioned in Buffalo, all the more meaningful next week. And to do that, why don't you tell us about our three keys, Jake? Yeah. You know, it, we're getting to an interesting point where the dolphins, uh, you know, we know what each team is and we think that they, the dolphins can win this game handily. And, and I think the overall theme here is just kind of keeping it clean, right? We saw the Tua interception last week. Uh, we saw a couple of plays really get by the dolphins, uh, but, but when it kind of came down to it, like it kind of has every week, the Dolphins really do enough to show out that they're, they're the better team. So so key here, number one, is is Marcus Mariota, Mariota uh, versus Derek Carr. Does, does it really matter 
I, I know that's more of a question than a key, but but the Dolphins had four quarterback hits and three sacks last week. Uh, the Dolphins are third in opposing quarterback ranking, fourth in completion percentage. And, you know, Mariota, 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 Marcus Mariota. I got to get that right. Uh he ran all over the Chargers last week and had one touchdown on a perfect pass to Darren Waller. Uh, Dolphins gave up 38 rushing yards on, on 4.2 yards of carry against Ken last week. Josh, does does anything about, do you have a preference, I guess is how I should ask this, between Carr or Mariota, which one you would like to have starting for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders? First, I'm going to say I'm not the right person to even t- tell you how to properly say Marcus Mariota's name because I say Mario I say Mario I, I don't know what I say but for me I think what Marcus Mariota can do as far as his mobility is a little bit concerning especially with the history of the Miami Dolphins and you know maybe it's not so much Brian Flores team as it's just the many years of just the Geno Smiths and the Thad Lewis and you know insert EJ Manuel's name here I mean the Dolphins have been gashed by mobile quarterbacks so Marcus Mariota to me he has that uh, big playability, I guess, that maybe Carr doesn't. So I say start the car. I think that's going to be in the Dolphins' best interest. But I think you're right. The way the Dolphins' defense is playing right now, the way the Raiders are playing right now, I mean, I think that this is a game where it doesn't matter if it's Carr, it doesn't matter if it's Mariota. The Dolphins should go out there. You know, they should they should continue on this this streak of the 20 games with a turnover. I mean, they should get 21 this week. I think they should go out there and they should have another dominant performance. But again, this is a John Gruden offense. You know, anything could happen. And we did see that Vegas Raiders offense, you know, have new life when Marcus Mariota was out there. So, I mean, is this a situation like we saw with Ryan Tannehill? You know, did Marcus Mariota just need to take that back seat and be pushed a little bit? I mean, I don't know. But um, as of now, it looks like Carr could be the starter. But again, this is a game time decision and the Dolphins defense will be ready. I think Brian Flores himself said they're preparing for all three quarterbacks. So throw Nathan Peterman in there if you want to. Uh, they'll, they'll be ready Saturday night. Give me some Nathan Peterman. Oh, I would love that. That would be absolutely great. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. I think the difference between Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota, uh, Derek Carr is someone who's going to kind of stick in the pocket a little bit longer. Yes, he has a little bit of mobility to him, but um, I think he can be frazzled pretty easily. Uh, you get to him once or twice, and all of a sudden the game can really unravel on him. Uh, Mariota, the running does scare me maybe a little bit, but but I mean, if it's Mariota you're scrambling for 12 yards, or if it's Cam Newton completing a scheme, uh, a screen to or a slant, I guess I should say, to Jacoby Myers for 12 yards, they're both 12 yards, does it really make a difference? Uh, his, his Once they get into the red zone, I, I'm really not too, too worried about Mariota's running ability, and, and that kind of brings me to a nice segue here. Where is the Miami Dolphins ground game going from here? That's my second key because Oakland is a mediocre pass defense allowing four, uh, and allows 4.6 yards per carry on the ground. Uh, so that's kind of where you gash them is on the ground. We saw what the Dolphins did last week. And one of the most confusing things to come out of that Patriots game is everyone thinks the Miami Dolphins now have an established run game. Right. The the saying kind of has yeah. been, you know, the run game is really let Tua develop and, and Hearing stuff like that legitimately just boggles my mind because the Miami Dolphins have had one of the worst rushing attacks. Going to last week, they're averaging 3.6 yards on the ground. Like I said, Gaskin is good, but, I mean, you can only do so much with three yards and a cloud of dust. Uh, Josh, can Miami's running game prove for another week that it is here to stay? I think it can, and I do think it's hilarious that you bring that up because, you know, people are getting paid good money to write those articles about how uh, this Dolphins run game has carried to it throughout the year. So it's pretty laughable stuff, but again, it's going to come down to that offensive line, and we saw it last week, whether it's Michael Dieter, you know, whether it's Austin Jackson in line, whether it's Robert Hunt out there, you know, just mauling guys. I mean, it's the next man up, and, um, you know, that offensive line's going to have to go out there and do their work again, and I think you mentioned it best. You know, this is an Oakland ra- – well, there we go. This is a Las Vegas Raiders defense <laughs> that, you know, is not very good at stopping the run. I think, you know, what we saw last week could be, you know, I don't want to say it's a, 
of, you know, a look at what's to come. But that was a, a very good Bill Belichick defense, and the Dolphins went out there and, and did exactly what they did to them back in week one. So uh, I think it will continue. I think, uh, you know, if we're sitting here from a fantasy perspective, you can flip a coin. Salvin Ahmed, Miles Gaskin, I can't sit here and tell you that, but I do think the offense will go out there. They'll establish that run, and again, I think they're going to have success on the ground. Um, before we get into our third key, I just want to ask you, if you were a fantasy owner and you're in the championship, which um, – I am thankful to be in one championship, and it's actually your league. But if you're in a fantasy <laughs> league, Salvin Ahmed or Miles Gaskin, if you had to pick, and you know they're both healthy this week, and what we've seen from Miles Gaskin, give our listeners the which fantasy guy to play this week in that must-win fantasy championship. You want people outside of my house with pitchforks. No pressure. Coaches. Yeah, no pressure at all. I mean, <laughs> these players get like death threats. So now I'm just having poor little Jake answer this, uh, you know, very important question. So come on, Jake, tell us. <laughs> uh, both of the last. Uh, two games for the Miami Dolphins, actually the last three dating back to Cincy. Um, I've expected them to get their offense through their defense, right? And, and what I mean by that is I think they were were able to you know, get some turnovers. They, they turned over Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs four times. Last week against New England, there was almost the fumble return for six. Uh, Xavier Howard had a beautiful peanut punch, and that led to seven points on the other end. KVN, um, KVN dropped a pick, or that Xavier Howard would have picked? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and that's why I, I we both said that last week we thought the Dolphins were the better team and, and New England was going to keep it close, though, just because their defense is, is so well coached. They understand how to play uh, and, and they're facing a rookie quarterback. The What I'm trying to get at here is Oakland has none of that. Josh, they fired the defensive coordinator. So the, the points there for, for whether it's Miles Gaskin or Salvan Ahmed are going to be there, man. I'm telling you, they. I think the Dolphins' offense has a really good chance to, you know, maybe after two weeks I'll buy the, well, the running game's carried them all year a little bit more. Um, I want to say it is Salvan Ahmed just for the fact he did it before, a.k.a. last week. Uh I mentioned about Matt Breida, even though I was straight up wrong. I, I kind of mentioned concerns of, hey, it's his first week off the COVID list. Maybe they'll ease him back in. Maybe he's not fully 100%, even though he's activated. Uh, God, I, I want to say Ahmed, but I would not be surprised if we look at this score sheet come Monday morning, Sunday morning e either, and Gaskin somehow gets 10 targets and then another 8 to 9 carries on the ground and, and is the guy in the red zone and, and scores a couple touchdowns. So, dude, this is such a, such a hard decision. But I think I'd have to go Ahmed. What about yourself? Yeah, I agree with you. It's a coin flip, but I say, you know, if you're one of our listeners in the fantasy championship, why not start? Why not start them both? Salvin Ahmed, Ahmed, and Miles Gaskin, go out there and win that championship. Throw two in at quarterback and let, let's win a trophy. That, that that's my uh, personal opinion. But before we get out of you know in a complete downward spiral, we got to transition into. The, our last key, and that is stopping the Las Vegas Raiders offense and their two biggest X factors, Josh Jacobs, the running back, and Darren Waller. And I will talk about Darren Waller in a little bit, but let's just talk about um, Josh Jacobs. And I mean, this guy has been an efficient runner. He's shown it consistently week after week, and he's been one of the best running backs in football. So the Dolphins are going to have a, a true test this week, and we're going to see, is this run defense for real? Is this, you know, what we've seen over the last few weeks? Is this more of what this defense is to come? Because we hear the players talk about, it. you know, they're putting in the extra work. They're putting in the time. And we're seeing it. They're going out there. And, you know, yes, last week you mentioned 4.2 yards per carry. I mean, is that great? I mean, I don't know. It's not really that great, but they're improving. And that's all you want to see. And they're going to have a very tough test this week against Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, and that Vegas Raiders offense. Josh Jacobs really fits the mold of like an old fashioned running back. And I don't mean that. In Josh any Jacobs, Jingleheimer Smith, right? Josh Ex Jacobs, Jingleheimer Smith. Exactly. Exactly. You're reading my brain over here. 
Um, he is like that that four yards and, and a cloud of dust. Uh, he he is a very versatile guy. Uh, he can catch the ball out of the backfield. So again, I'm not trying to say like an old fashioned running back in that sense, but I mean he's just gonna keep bringing it to you every single play. And and I kind of like Miami's matchup against a running back like that instead of a, a you know a scat back or something like that that's gonna break uh, Manuel Agba's legs on the outside or something like that. Uh, he's he's a great guy, a great talent. But I mean, I think w- when you have guys like Darren Waller what, second, third best tight end in the league, somewhere right there, the guy's a monster. And Josh Jacobs, you can really hone in on guys like that because I have to say that that receiving core, Nelson Aguilar, Henny Ruggs, he might even be on IR. He might not even be uh, one of the guys out there. But their other weapons don't scare me where you can really line up, you know, eight, nine guys in the box like they kind of did last week against New England and Cam Newton and say, hey, if you're going to try to come right at us, uh, you're going to have to Red Rover, Red Rover, come right through us type of thing. Yeah, we're sitting here talking about that, and who's to say we're not going to see a freaking, you know, this is going to be a shootout on Saturday night after we're sitting here talking about how the Dolphins, you know, should stop that offense. But um, we mentioned Darren Waller, and I think that's the perfect transition into our key players. And for me, it's got to be Eric Rowe, and we continue to hear, you know, um, how much of a shutdown playmaker he is in that Dolphins secondary. You know, Darren Waller is one of the explosive tight ends in all of football, like you mentioned, top three for sure. And Eric Rowe, you know, he had the perfect quote to describe the type of talent that Waller is. He said, yeah, Waller is definitely a different breed. He's not even a tight end. He's basically a receiver, a big receiver. He's explosive. Mm -hmm. He can run. It's definitely going to be a huge challenge this week. So, you know, I don't want to say this game will be won and lost between Eric Rowe and Darren Waller, but the player I fear most on that Las Vegas, yeah, the the player I fear most on that Las Vegas Raiders offense is absolutely that 256 pounds, six foot six monster, like you mentioned. But if anyone's ready, it's got to be the tight end neuterer, Eric Rowe. And I just gave him that nickname as I wrote that down. And um, can we start calling him the tight end neuterer? Because, I mean, he, is that even proper English? I, I don't know, but that, that's his nickname moving forward. So Eric Rowe versus Darren Waller, that is the huge post-Christmas matchup that I'm excited for. Uh, who's your key player this week, Jake? It goes into that same same mold. I mean, Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, these are guys that are going to thrive in that 10 to 15 yards uh, downfield type of area, right? I mean, yes, you can literally say I'm wrong by, by looking at Waller's touchdown last week where it was a perfect touch pass by Mariota uh, where he was streaking down the sideline. Uh, last week there was an issue where Jerome Baker got called on a penalty where uh, a running back was on the outside and he had to go one-on-one with them. Uh, I pick Kyle Van Noy as my key player because I do think the Oakland offense is going to have to go, you know, 10, 15 yards at a time, even less than that sometimes to to move the sticks. And that's why I think Kyle Van Noy is going to be the guy. Uh, We're just a few weeks removed from him being the AFC player of the week. I think he's very versatile. I think he does an incredible job at reading offenses. And I think once he gets into that routine of the Oakland offense and what they're trying to accomplish, you know, knowing where Jacobs is, knowing where Waller is, he's going to have some opportunities and be able to pick his spots. Hopefully it's just not a spot right in front of Xavier Howard where he can have a strong impact onto this game. I, I really like the Eric Rowe pick too, because I do think it's going to come down to, you know, not the, the wide receiver versus cornerback or, or the, the, you know, the pass just getting the quarterback. Um, Cause I, I think both those things are, are in Dolphins favor. Um, I know the Dolphins are going to be able to score, but but a shootout is possible. If you don't slow down Jacobs and Waller, I mean, they do it in different ways, but but they are an offense that can certainly score points. So so I, I really like your air pro pick, and I think Van Noy's in that same tree where, where these guys, if they can really tighten up on Waller, on Jacobs, on that mid to, uh, mid-game passing attack where they're going to try to ignore Byron Jones and Xavier Howard, the Dolphins' defense should look really clean Saturday night. 
Yeah, and it's funny. I, I mean, I'm sitting here and I'm listening to us talking. I, I feel like it's just now I'm looking at it, it's like the cliche answer, right? The Dolphins are playing meaningful football in December, and we have to rely on, you know, the implants from New England that have the veteran experience, you know, that are the leaders of this defense stepping up. I mean, yes, we're ready, and I think that these guys are going to be ready, and I think the players, uh, you know, they all realize how important this game is, and we're all excited. So, Jake, you know, we talked about our three keys. I, I want to hear your prediction for this game, and then I'll, I'll throw mine out there. I actually saw a couple people, uh, the, the, the national writer, writers who do pickups every week, uh, actually taking Oakland in this game, and I kind of understand it in the sense of, you know, the, the their logic of, you know, Tua's a rookie quarterback, he's going to make mistakes, which, you know, is certainly the case, but Tua does a lot of things to make up for his mistakes, right? I, I think this offense is really growing, um, not only game by game, but drive by drive, where it's okay to say, like, hey, I think this is going to be close. I think Miami might struggle to score time and time again, and that might be enough for Oakland to keep in, you know, a puncher's chance. But as someone who is, you know, nose deep in Dolphins content, I'm going to have to say that I think the Dolphins match up incredibly well with this team. I think that Oakland or Las Vegas defense couldn't stop, uh, you know, anything, really. Uh, I think the Dolphins' defense, say they get two stops, I think that's more than enough. I think the Dolphins are really going to roll in this game. I think this is where Tua starts to feel comfortable. I think the team's going to start to get healthy at the right time. And you know what? I think, you know, the Chiefs are one thing, but I think the Dolphins, outside of the Tyler Boyd touchdown, I mean, when's the last time they, they really let up a long touchdown drive where they where an offense looked unstoppable against them, right? I mean, this team, I don't... I, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say the Dolphins are going to win by... 14, and they're not going to allow a touchdown. I'm going all the way, Josh. YOLO. We are going to go 30-9, Miami Dolphins. Damn. Okay. I mean, you're right in the same ballpark as me, but I do think that you're right. I think it's going to be that game, and we talked about it, you know, whether it's the run game doing well one week or the passing game the next, or, you know, things are just not all starting to come to, you know, it, it never just all works out where every phase is working in unison. I think that's this week. I think we're seeing a successful offensive performance, you know, on the ground and through the air. I think we're going to see it defensively and in special teams. I liked your prediction. And before you even said that I was going with a 34 to 13, so I'm going 34, 13 Dolphins. I think that again, this is going to be that, I don't want to say a statement game, but with the entire world watching with the playoffs, you know, in the very dist, you know, within grasp, with the playoffs within grasp, I think they're going to go out there and they're going to, you know, put on a performance that will make every Dolphins fan excited and give us that Christmas present. You know, we've always wanted because, um, again, it's can't stress it enough. It is a new area in Miami and uh, exciting things are right around the corner. Yeah, and like that, that's kind of the thing I, I want to stress here is, I mean, the New England defense, it is missing pieces, but I mean, Bill Belichick's an incredibly talented coach. I mean, the Bengals are frisky. They just beat the Steelers. Uh, you know, the, the Dolphins have gotten away with teams who, you know, we've said maybe they should be cakewalks on paper, and we've quickly realized, you know, that's not the case. It's It's been quality second half from this Miami Dolphins team. Oakland is – Las Vegas had another one to the, to the jar. Las Vegas is not one of those teams. I think this is a team that could quickly sputter out of control, especially if they get down – 7 nothing early, 10 nothing early, and, and that's where I think the Dolphins can pounce. I think this is a real um, opportunity for the Dolphins to to kind of notify the, the NFL that, that not only are we going to push for the playoffs, but maybe you're this is a team you might not want to face in that first round either. Yeah, and I think, you know, uh, you know, piggybacking on that, I was going to say, is this that game that's going to, you know, start to shed some light on Brian Flores as coach of the year? Is this the game that's going to start to shed some light on 
Xavier Howard, Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, those guys we all know and love, and you even heard Xavier Howard earlier in the week. You know, some people in Miami, some of the players there, they get overlooked. Is this that game where it just all comes together and the world starts to realize, you know, damn, these Miami Dolphins are for real because um, we've seen it progress week after week and them get better. But uh, I think this is going to be that game, like we both agree, that's going to put the Miami Dolphins on the map and, and again, let the NFL know, um, why not Miami? Narrator. Because they're the Dolphins, and it always falls apart. <laughs> no, but I kid, I kid. Yeah, five um, yeah, minutes no. later, the SpongeBob thing, and it's just freaking, you know, 3-37 to 37 Raiders win. Right, that, that's always a guarantee or, or a possibility, too. I mean, the Dolphins are a young team, and, and we're just really hoping they can click it all together. I think this is a good shot. And, Josh, I got to say, I mean, this has been a blast this year. Uh, first year on Finsider Radio, I've, I've had a lot of fun doing the show with you. Uh, thank you, everyone who, who's listening to this show. I, I hope we've provided you guys with some sort of content, a little bit of fun this year. And not to get too corny for a second, but but I hope everyone has a wonderful holiday. Uh, I know the holiday isn't necessarily always the easiest for a lot of people, and there are some people out there who, who kind of feel that, uh, you know, maybe they are the ones feeling alone and nobody else feels the way they do come to the holiday season. I, I just want everyone out there who feels that way to know they're not alone. You know, it isn't the easiest time for everyone. It's not always the happiest time of the year. And it, that, that's understandable. But, you know, just like anything, just like a hard matchup against the Chiefs, uh, we're going to get through it. We're going to learn from it and we're going to move on. So that that's my long-winded, you know, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Uh, if you enjoy what you're listening to, smash that subscribe button. Leave a review. I mean, like I said in, in previous pods, I read all those. I try to incorporate them as much as possible. So let us know how we're doing. We, we really do appreciate that feedback. Uh and I can't say it enough. I'm sure you all already do, but but give Josh that follow on Twitter. I mean, this guy is on top of everything. I think he has the uh, most or, or very close to the most follows in terms of, of Dolphin Twitterers. So keep, keep him in your mind. I mean, keep him on your timeline because he certainly deserves it. Yeah, and, and follow Jake. He doesn't even know his own Twitter handle, so that's probably <laughs> that's why he doesn't why I had himself. Do it. <laughs> but uh, at J-M-E-N-D-E-L-94, give him a follow. He does not get enough credit for what he does. But like he said, guys, happy holidays. Thank you for listening. Um, if there's ever anything that we can do for you, please, you know, uh, reach out to us on DM. Oh, we consider you family, and we are just thankful for the platform that you've given us. So as always, um, Merry Christmas. Go Dolphins, just win, baby. And I, I think they got to let Tua cook a little bit this weekend. Um, but, Jake, I'm going to give him my fins up, and I, I want you to follow right behind me. So, guys, go out there, beat the Raiders. Let's go Dolphins. Merry Christmas, everyone, and fins up. We're all trying to eat this week, baby. Let's let Tua cook. Nom, 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 nom. That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, because we're the Miami Dolphins. Oh,
Cause we're the Miami Dolphins 